Welcome to Mindful Mommies Now, the lactation series, part nine, when baby comes early. This is Elizabeth Cashin. I'm an RN and a lactation consultant. I've been an RN for over 30 years and a lactation consultant for over 20. Thank you for joining me today. In my previous episodes, I discussed when a baby comes at 38 weeks or older and the progression through the first days and weeks of breastfeeding. And you may have wondered why I specifically chose 38 weeks. And that's because when babies are born at less than 38 weeks, they have more challenges with breastfeeding. And so today's episode is where I want to discuss some of those challenges. So babies born at less than 38 weeks, but greater than 35 weeks and at least 2.2 kilograms or around four and a half pounds minimum are babies that clearly come early and are smaller, but those babies are often on the postpartum floor with their parents. So those are the babies that I wanted to talk to you about today because those are really special babies to me and to the lactation consultants that I work with because the ways that they need to be taken care of are unique. Um, those are babies that we want to watch really carefully and see that their parents are getting the help that they need and the baby's getting the help that she needs. Because coming early means it might be a little bit harder for that baby to maintain her temperature, maintain her blood sugar, and be active enough to feed as often as she needs to, um, to pee and poop like she should, and do all the things that her parents need her to do to go home and continue to successfully feed. So sometimes those babies are referred to as late preterm babies. And yeah, they are very special babies. In the not too distant past, babies that came at 35, 36 weeks or so, and around, you know, four and a half pounds um, were babies that were typically in the special care nursery. So those babies were not with their parents, um, as you can tell, um, and they were taken care of by the medical staff and parents would come to the special care nursery or the uh, level two NICU and they would learn how to take care of their baby down there with the support of the medical staff. Um, but we know that babies and parents do best when they're together all the time. So, um, because of that, the babies that come a little bit early and a little bit smaller on the postpartum floor, um, we want to give as much help as possible to those families. And you will tend to get probably more visits from the lactation consultant team to make sure that things are going well as far as breastfeeding attempts, breastfeedings with some extra help, and with probably doing some pumping with the, the hospital pump. Because when babies come at 37 weeks and under, it's very typical for those babies not to be able to actively feed as well as they would need to every single time. Um, they're still working on those basic things like staying warm, learning how to breathe well, maintain their heart rate, um, maintain their, their blood sugar, and learn how to eat. So it's just a little bit different scenario for a late preterm baby and her parents. 
So one of the best ways for a baby that comes um, early and younger to um, maintain her temperature is to spend as much time as possible doing skin to skin with either of her parents. So skin to skin is when you have a baby who is undressed and her skin, all of her skin is as much skin as possible directly in contact with a parent's skin. So chest to chest, that baby is between um, mom's um, breasts with the baby's head just underneath the mom's chin and baby's arms and legs are flexed and you can cover the baby's back with a receiving blanket, put a hat on the baby's head so that the baby has the best chance to stay as warm as possible. So staying warm is going to keep the baby from um, burning more calories than necessary and take us towards the the next phase of um, learning how to feed. So staying warm is critical and that can be with either parent. Does not just have to be with the person that's doing the feeding. So Skin to skin, very important. And you'll find that the staff is typically checking this baby's temperature more regularly. It might be about every four hours or so to make sure that she's staying warm enough. Um, And then blood sugars are going to be checked according to the protocol where you've had the baby. And that might be also about every four hours. It might be before feedings. Feedings are going to be more often than every four hours, though. Um, So... It might be at least every three year ish, something like that in the first 24. And then when it comes to feedings, I would say that there is, um, there are occasionally babies that come early that, uh, are really active feeders. They might not be active feeders every single time, but it's really exciting to see that they have it in them to have like a feeding. It might be the one right after delivery. It might be every third feeding or so that the baby is really, I've got it in me to do like, you know, a good active feeding for, you know, maybe 10 minutes or so, maybe even 15 minutes. But the thing is, it wouldn't be expected for a baby that came early to be able to do that level of activity at the breast every single time, which is going to be at least every three hours. Um, Hence the need to use a breast pump because mom needs that frequency of stimulation. And we need milk collected if possible, either by pump or by hand expression to feed the baby. So even if the baby is sleepy, even if the baby won't rouse when you're trying to wake the baby every three hours at least, we still have to stimulate breasts feed baby at least every three hours around the clock. So that's what I meant by the support and we need to like be more aware, um, cognizant and supportive of families that have babies that come early on the postpartum floor. So we'll say that this is a little girl at 36 weeks and parents have been doing an awesome job with skin to skin Baby's done a great job for 36-weeker right after um, birth. Baby had an active feeding. We're all very excited because this this is a sign of things that will come. The next time it's time for baby to eat, her blood sugar is a little bit lower when it's checked. And parents have done all the right things to get her awake before trying to feed her, changing a diaper, sitting her up to burp her, bring her over, hand expression. But 
baby is a late little late preterm girl at 36 weeks and her little arms are just limp at her sides her eyes are closed she is showing no indication that she's going to wake up for this feeding however she needs to eat so what do we do we have a sleepy baby at the breast and we're not going to you know look at the clock and look at her and say well we're just going to keep on trying if her body language if her communication says I am not here for you at this feeding. She's still going to need to eat. So at that point, you need to call it, and it should be within the first like 10 minutes. If you can see that this is, this is not going to happen this time, the, the parent that's doing the feeding, the pumping part, she should go. that person should go right to pumping, and the partner that's going to do the supplementing should do the supplementing, even if this is a sleepy baby, as the pumping is happening. So... That might be, depending on what your support looks like in um, your birthing center or hospital, what the availability is for volume. Um, smaller volumes of um, express milk or donor milk could be given with um, finger feeding, syringe feeding, um, and um, slow flow bottle feeding. But you're looking at volumes getting up to about 10 milliliters or so. That's not a syringe. One syringe is not 10 milliliters. But if you've got about five mils or less, that's syringe or finger uh, feeding. And uh, about 10 milliliters uh, every three hours or so is going to be what you'd want to give in the first 24 hours to make sure we have peas and poops that are going to be the minimum for right then. So that time frame right there should take no more than about 30 minutes to complete. And I will say that the finger feeding, it depends on what you're, what you're able to do with how awake and alert you are, if you're the partner doing that piece, or if you have somebody else that's helping you with taking care of that, that takes a little bit more time. But we do want to get it done within about 30 minutes. So that's from beginning to end, and then back to skin to skin. So again, this is a little 36-weeker, so she has taken kind of a time out with being an active feeder for this feeding attempt. But we'll jump into like the next time she's due to eat. Hey, now she's a little bit more awake and alert. She's had a wet diaper. She's had a little bit of a smear of meconium, so that's good. Um, we'd like more than smears, but we'll take a little bit rather than nothing. She's a little bit more awake, so she's on the parent's breast right now she's been able to be awake and alert she's a little bit more flexed with breast compression her eyes are fluttering she's open a little bit more she does maybe you know two to five minutes and then she's fast asleep again so that parent goes to pumping we go to supplementing and then choose again how you want to do your supplementation but make sure your time frame is within 30 minutes or so so in the first 24 hours of life, not unusual for a baby to be sleepy, whether they're 36 weeks or 38 weeks or beyond. So not, not unusual at all, but we don't have a grace period to be normal sleepy baby first 24 hours like you would if you had a 38-weeker. If you have a 36-weeker, 35-weeker, even a 37-weeker, if the blood sugars are kind of lower because we have a late preterm baby, if we're not peeing and pooping like we really need to, and we just have a baby that has, you know, 
some challenges with not staying warm enough too because of being late preterm. Must feed the baby regularly even if it is day one of life. Don't have that grace period like with a more mature baby. I mention that because sometimes um, parents will have had a baby or two babies that are, you know, they were term babies and they didn't eat very well, if it much at all, in the first 24 hours and that was fine and everything went great day two, three, and beyond. However, if the next baby in their lives, like it's the third baby and this is a late preterm baby, um, it might seem odd that the staff is so concerned about feed, feed, feed in the first 24 hours of life, but a late preterm baby has very different needs than a baby that's term and beyond. Okay, so what we have going on with a late preterm baby is being very diligent in making sure this baby stays warm, skin to skin, definitely is being fed so the baby pees and poops. We complement any kind of feeding behaviors with pumping from very the very beginning, and we feed the baby everything that we can get from um, the pumping parent, the expressing parents. So that goes into baby first, and we complement volumes with donor milk if that's what parents choose to do. So um, I live in Indiana. We're very fortunate to have the um, milk bank in Indiana, and um, the hospital where I've worked uses donor milk, and that's a process that you can ask about if your plan is to be an exclusive breastfeeding family. So that's why I mentioned donor milk. It's kind of something that we tend to, to go to more often than not these days. So the process of baby attempt at the breast to pumping and then supplementing for like a feeding um, session. Some people will refer that to that as triple feeding. Uh, triple feeding is not unusual to, to do when babies are late preterm. And if a baby, like the example baby that I'm describing to you, 36 weeks, you would expect to be doing um, some, some um, degree of triple feeding consistently probably for the first two weeks of life if you want to kind of have a plan in your head. So thinking of that as, you know, a minimum of two weeks and then reevaluate. And again, much much like, you know, your other children or other things in your life, one day won't look like the next, but you want to kind of have like a goal in mind is the baby needs to eat at least eight times in a 24-hour period. It works out to every three hours. And I'm not going to be surprised if she's a sleepy baby. She came early. The other thing that's not so unusual with babies that come early is jaundice, bilirubin. They'll be checking a bilirubin on your baby more than once when she's in the hospital or maybe at least once at the birthing center or when you're home with your midwifery team. But that's not unusual when babies come early. And like I've mentioned previously, bilirubin and jaundice leads to lethargy, sleepiness with every baby. That's what happens. And if you've already got a baby who is late preterm and they are not expected to have the energy level of a full-term baby, imagine if the late preterm baby also has jaundice by the time they are, say, day three and four of life. So that's a baby that definitely has to be fed. They're not likely to be waking up like on time the way another baby might. Um, and 
if a baby is sleepy and late preterm, the vigor of um, breastfeeding is not going to be what a what a what a term baby would be. So pumping is something that has to happen very regularly so that you have the milk supply that you're meant to have uh, for the long run. Because days pass, babies mature. This is short term, and you'll get past this. So. Please keep in your mind, if you've got a baby that is 35 to 36 weeks, um, if you can push through at least two weeks of you and your partner and the team of people that you've hopefully been able to um, call and rely on to help you guys out with maintaining your eating and sleeping so you can support the baby right now, you can get through this. So... I just kind of wanted to describe this as not unusual. So that's a late preterm baby um, need is to stay warm, be fed, mom needs to pump, triple feeding, not unusual. And you're going to continue to, like with another baby, look at peas and poops, probably a little teeny bit longer than a baby born at 38 weeks, but not unusual. But a baby that, if you're anticipating you're going to be delivering a baby prior to 37 weeks, um, it would definitely be the thing to have uh, a breast pump at home. And if you're able to have a um, a hospital grade pump or a rental pump, rental pump, I would still say is like the gold standard if you're going to be delivering prior to 37 weeks uh, for uh, for any reason at all. That would be the way to go. The The newer pumps like the Willow and the LV that are really popular now, those are really nice. They're meant, though, to be used when you deliver at term and beyond because you're working and you're keeping your supply going. It might not be the best choice if you have a baby that comes in the late preterm range. So um, just my opinion, you can always, you know, look and see what you think from other people that may have delivered early, but typical concerns when babies come uh, in the late preterm phase have to do with, you know, getting your milk supply uh, established um, very, very early because baby not being the best driver of it, you know, for a little longer. So just wanted to let you know about that. That's my, that's my little two cents worth. Um, but, but anyway, uh, the lactation team in the hospital is really there to focus on, you know, everybody that's breastfeeding, but particularly, particularly, excuse me, babies that come in the late preterm phase, because those are parents that need our support with the timing of feedings, how to know whether the baby is active or not active at the breast, and when to give extra volume, and um, how much volume to give. So, um, and I would just kind of tell you as a ballpark, in the first 24 hours of life with a baby that's late preterm, if there's a medical reason to supplement along with time at the breast, the volume tends to be around 10 mils, 10 to 15 mils every three hours altogether. And on the second day to go up to about 20 to 25 mils total um, about every three hours. And then on day three, about 30 to 35 total supplement every three hours or so. 
and just continue to ask staff what they think about how much. You would not expect to have a baby that's that started off as a 35 to 36 weeker on day three still getting very, very small volumes of donor milk, um, like five mils every three hours. That's not going to be enough volume. Um, I've seen that happen. So the plan for day one is not going to look the same as the plan on day three. The baby has aged, so we have to change the plan every day and keep looking at the baby's skills and what the needs are. You know, the needs just evolve. So that's what I have to say about that right now. Um, I'll probably have more ideas and thoughts and I think I'm going to talk with my coworkers and see if they have other things that they want me to bring up too that I could share with you. I hope this has been helpful and I will talk to you again. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.